Okay, what's going on, guys? And uh, welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today we have a very special guest on the show. We have a man of many voices, the best impressionist in the entire world, <laughs> Mr. Al Foran. <laughs> Thank you. Al, how Thanks, are you buddy. doing? The best. I don't know if I'm the best now. <laughs> uh, I'd argue that with anyone, Al. I swear to God. <laughs> and first, Al, the introduction said you were the best. So you're the best, you know what I mean? There's no blowing smoke here. There's no blowing smoke here. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Certain people might be, be like the best at doing one person, but yeah. to have like the array that you have is uh, different gravy, different gravy. <laughs> yeah. Even the one, the Tiger King one <clears throat> that you just did the other day on Twitter was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta you 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 gotta hop on something that's that's relevant and extremely popular, um. I th I think Netflix as well are probably delighted with themselves that they um released Tiger King. Oh, and this this quarantine when everyone's in quarantine, because it's I think it's it must be it surely it's as big as making a murderer. I know that was their their quintessential docu series, but it this just it's one of the best things I've ever watched. It's like, Paris, when you have uh, one of the characters in the show was like one of the notoriously largest drug dealers of all time in America and America, Mexico, and he's just like a bit part character on the side that no one really pays any attention. Yes. You know, it's a good documentary. Oh, one hundred percent. And like, what what I find so interesting is I've heard so much stuff um, the last couple of weeks. So much new information has cropped up about these these guys, the likes of Doc Antle and Joe Exotic. Like, there's pictures of um, Doc Antle with Britney Spears during a live performance at the VMAs with tigers. He has the tigers on the stage. Yeah. There's a picture. There's also, and I don't know where Britney Spears is, is sitting in all of this, but there's also a picture of Britney Spears at, I think it's the VMAs. She's sitting down. And Carol Baskin is sitting beside her. I swear to God, have a look at the picture on Twitter. She's in the leopards, the gear and everything. And it's, it's mental. And oh, do you know something? You remember when Britney Spears lost, lost the plot and then shaved her head and had a heart attack? You know whose fault that was? <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin, that's right. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of herself. I'm oh. up in here. I don't know how to get out. <laughs> uh, uh, you're you're a master of many voices. Like, how did how did this all come about? How did you? When did you first start doing uh, impressions and comedy and everything for the people that don't know? Um. Yeah. Like, I, I I think like every other impressionist, we all started off kind of impersonating members of, from our family. Um. So I would be impersonating my uncles, aunties, few cousins. And that would kind of turn into a routine at, at family parties. Um, yeah. When I was, my, my, parents, my parents got married when I was 10. And I, um, at the top table of their wedding, I got up and I, I made a little speech. Um, but like that speech consisted of me impersonating um, my, my two uncles, one of my aunties, my cousins, my mom, my dad, my brother, and like... Just kind of since, uh, I don't know, I've always kind of... That was your first gig, was it? Yeah, I've always wanted to entertain. <laughs> that was my first gig. Not a, bad one, not a bad one to start off with. It's, it's, what is it? It's, it's April Fool's, but 
uh, the 28th of March, just a few days ago, it was the 10th anniversary of my first ever gig um, that I performed in the PSLC in Port Marnock, Port Marnock Sports and Leisure Centre, oh, my town room. Yeah. You've gone 10 years. 10 years, I couldn't believe it. It was 2010, so I was doing my leaving cert then. Um, yeah, but fair play to you because it's not easy for someone to do any form of comedy, let alone like such a niche market, and then like yeah. that be their job. You know what I mean? So like, fair play to you. I know a lot of other people are trying to break into what you're doing at the moment, but you know they actually have other full time or part time jobs to go along with it. So like, yeah. you went all in, you chased your dream, you made it work. So like, fair play uh, to you. Hundred percent. Thanks a million. Like I, 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 I did that gig and I remember thinking the day after that everything was going to happen for me every this and that I'd be I'd be performing I'd be in London in a few months I'd be doing this I'd be doing that and it wasn't the case I went I did my leaving cert I got my college course and um, studied film for three years went to Chicago on my J1 and um, was still doing the impressions like but very lightly I'd be uploading I'd say twice a year <laughs> Oh, yeah. Twice a year with a, with, a, with a bundle of videos. Um, how, how would those videos do online? Ah, like nothing, you okay. know, okay. nothing. Uh, from around 2010 to 2015, those five years, I college, working in retail, um, going on my J1. And then I remember coming back to my J1 and I, I, there was nothing, nothing for me to do. I, I pretty much finished up college. You know, when you do film, you're not, mm. you know, if you're if you if you're studying medicine, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna get a top job at a hospital. Yeah. If you're studying law, you're gonna get a top job at a, at a firm. Although it, it does take takes years to to um to graduate fully yeah. as a law student. But with film, like it's not as if you finish up that course and right, you're gonna direct the next Star Wars movie. Exactly. You know, that's not, yeah, that's I understand what you mean. The, the path is a lot more clear in other uh, career ventures, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's it's so unclear in in, in film. Um, so like I I I I studied that, um, finished up, and then kind of when I had nothing to do, I was just working in retail, working in diesel in Ilac, and then I moved to Tommy Hilfiger, um, and it was just kind of a it was a bit of a a bit of a lull period, and then. Mr. McGregor comes along um, and I add him to my catalogue of impressions and he, he, he's the impression that gets me, gets me noticed because he's essentially at that time, 2015, he's the, he's the hottest thing on the planet. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone was talking about Conor McGregor, especially in the build up to the Jose Aldo fight. Um, I think, you know, I think that's, sorry for interrupting, but I think that's when I first came across you as well. This, like, mm. that was, oh, like, yeah. Facebook was when it at its absolute height. It's when a lot of people came across me. Yeah, it was, Facebook was unbelievable at that time. Yeah. You could upload a phone, upload um, a video from, from a phone, recorded on a phone that it looks like a potato and it would go viral. You know? <laughs> quality, the quality would be, be 240p and you'd be like, wow, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that I, I was consistently uploading then when Conor McGregor came along and kind of creating scenarios in, in my house with my mom and me and you know, I brought me in as a character. And then by the end of the year, I, um, I actually took the risk 
I, I took the risk of, of leaving my job in retail. Um, and it's the greatest risk and the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. You know, and, and that's, that's the beauty of, of, mm. of, that's the beauty of ambition. Um, with ambition, you have to take risks. Those risks mm. are necessary, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's more than to do with, you know? And Al, do you make much revenue through your social streams, uh, excluding sponsorship, from actual Facebook itself? Not particularly, no. no. I have to look into it. Um, you know, I, I, the revenue would be branded content and mm. cameo as well, which is the thing I do like for requested videos um, and gigs. Gigs, gigs are the main kind of the main source of income for me. Um, you know, and at this moment in time, obviously those gigs. Fortunately for me, my gigs have been postponed until a later date. They haven't been completely cancelled, which yeah. is is a bit of a silver lining. But um, yeah, it would be gigs mainly. I'm fair. So yeah, what's it called? I, I've seen you do uh, a lot of work with Man United, which is uh, obviously must have been like one of the greatest dreams come true for you. I mean, I've seen you stand up there with all the legends. Uh, how did that come about? Um, yeah, so so like that with the McGregor impression, it kind of it it gave me a platform, and I could kind of utilize the other impressions and get them noticed uh, on on the likes of Twitter and Facebook, and uh, like before I was doing McGregor, I was impersonating Ferguson, Mourinho, so many other characters, um, and like that, I was uploading videos on Twitter, football videos. Um, football impersonations reacting to results and I was getting gr- just brilliant numbers from that and in fact my Twitter is actually football centric as opposed to my yeah you, you're like Harry Neville on that Twitter Al you're always giving your two cents yeah, I'm a you know it needs to do this you know it needs to do that <laughs> get rid of Pogba <laughs> I like that. Um, I like that That's... Uh, no no I, I, I love it I love it I'm not giving out about it I think mm. it's great yeah, and, and a lot of people do, you know, they tweet me, oh, stick, stick to the impressions, pal. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, I get all that fucking shy. You know, yeah. I'm just a fan. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not an, I'm not an expert on football. I'm, I'm not the Gary Neville. I'm not the Jamie Carragher. I'm not trying to be that. I'm just a fan. I'm a passionate football fan. Yeah. And yes, you know, Pogba is doing my head in. <laughs> Same here. Oh, but you know what? You, you've, obviously, well, you've obviously done impressions in front of so many famous people, like even Toys of Fury, yeah. Anthony Joshua, Mayweather, like obviously Connor as well. Like who, 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 or which person that you've met and you've done an impression that has you've enjoyed the most? Um, I'd say Tyson Fury. Uh, he was just the nicest, to be honest with you. He, he, um, like I was sitting down with him for about an hour and a half. Oh, and we were talking about, he was talking about family. Um, his son was actually born the same week as my daughter. So I kind of was, I was, I was asking advice, I suppose, from, from the man himself about all of that kind of, you know, fatherhood and stuff like that. But we spoke about United and... Um, oh, yeah, he's a big United fan as well. Huge United fan. And, uh, and then I did the impression to him, you know, and he was just, he was very, very welcoming. And his dad, Big John Fury, was there. I was talking to Big John for a good... Half an hour, forty-five minutes. He is some man. He's some he's character, an absolute well. legend of a man. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, he didn't lick it up off the ground, Al, did he? No. <laughs> 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 he's 
That's so similar, you know. <laughs> you know what? Off the ground. <laughs> I, I, I must say, uh, I, I actually came across as I said about two weeks ago, and I, I think I was watching one video, and then the next video came on. It was you and Eddie Hearn doing an impression off <laughs> against each he other. Was, he was great as well. Yeah, he was very. I was very impressed when you did both did Chris Eubank to each other. I thought that was that was my favorite part. <laughs> that was actually I, I forget about that. That was we filmed that in the win in Vegas, um, the afternoon of the McGregor fight, the McGregor Mayweather fight. Bob Aaron was there. Stephen A. Smith was there. I got to. With with the combined, no, it was a big uh, conference for ESPN, and I went there with Coogan Cassius from um, Coogan Cassius from IFL TV, and Coogan filmed that video with me and Eddie Hearn, and um, oh, it was just great fun. Like that was that was he, he was he was he was a good skin. I have to say. The lad, and he, he takes the laugh well. Uh, very he's very down to earth. Very tall guy, or maybe I'm just small. Oh no, no, he's definitely tall. He's definitely tall. Eddie Hearn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very right. tall. Yeah. Yeah. There's Allison. Oh, the missus. Hi, Allison. How are you? Yeah. Say hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you look who it is? <laughs> How are you doing? You saying hi? <laughs> ah, she's gorgeous. Cameo. Oh jeez! Oh, Baz, that's, that's going to cost us extra. Where's your little fella, Ross? Oh, he, he's inside. Do you want me to get him? Ah, oh, no, no. <laughs> if you want, if you want. Um, Hold on. No, we James, we bring Theo in for a sec. Ah, <laughs> uh, should bring him in now. Not so fear to say hello. Poor Barry, there. Where's Barry? Wants to get the cars. Barry, you bring the dogs in, will you? I'm gonna have to bring the dogs in and the cat. <laughs> hello. Say hello to the baby. But yeah, if we, if we continue, if Eddie Hearn was... Um, Come on, you're making your TV debut over here, Theo. Come over here for a second. He's very entertained. She's trying to exit out of this. Oh, my God. Come on, Smiley. Oh, look. Say hi. Now, hi. The laptop might go, go over oh, here. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Hello. 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 Theo. <laughs> He's trying to grab the screen. <laughs> there you go. Now. Now. Oh. <laughs> Cameos from the babies. It has to be done. Gorgeous. <laughs> this is the, right here. I'll give them back to you, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first date. <laughs> That's our first date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, Jade! I'll get you to watch that back later. She's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I feel left out. I feel left out now, lads. Fuck's sake! Ah, sure. Look, these things happen, boy. You know what I mean? You'll you'll have to get your own. I know. Yeah. Straight after, straight after quarantine. Yeah, sure. If it wasn't quarantine, I'd let you share the PL, as, Like you know. As enjoy your sleep while you can. Yeah, man. Stop right after that. Well, Jesus, lads, well, what, what a no one saw the conversation going that way anyway. Yeah. Uh, Barry, did you, did you want to talk about WrestleMania now or did you want to talk about a bit of football first or what you want to do? Um, 
since we were talking about like Manchester United and stuff, I yeah. think we should probably talk about football and then we get into the WrestleMania stuff after. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, guys, if you're enjoying the show, guys, make sure to like and subscribe and make sure you follow Al as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Al, the Premier League is obviously on hold right now. Um, yeah. No one really knows what's going on. What are your sort of thoughts on it? Because you're friends with a lot of players and former players. Uh, what way do you sort of see things going? Um, it's very hard to, to, to kind of predict what's going to happen. Um, very, it's, it's good news. Good news about the Euros that they've been postponed. It's good news about the Olympics as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, uh, if it is to be played in July behind closed doors, then yeah. Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, null and void because, because of Liverpool not getting the chance to win, to win the title. I'm not going to say that. Um, it's just so hard to, to judge about what's going to happen. Um, yeah. It's frustrating as well because United were just getting ahead of steam. They were really they were starting to play. They were starting to play good football, mm. especially in the Europa League. But you know, it's all it's all for the safety of the players, the fans, and that's what's most important. Um, but if it is to be played behind closed doors and from July, I think it's the whole month of July. Then so be it. You know. Yeah, your your competitions. How do you fit those in? How do you fit the Champions League in? Europa yeah, League, FA Cup. Ross, you know? what do you think, Ross? Um, to be honest, oh, the way I look at it is, look, Liverpool have won the league. You might as well like let them let them have it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where oh, I think you you should just start afresh next season. Uh, I think the harder decisions are actually down the other end of the table. Who do you relegate? Because that's massive financial implications. Um, who gets in Champions League? You know, what I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if Man United would probably put a financial agreement in with Sheffield United to get into the Champions League. You know, what I mean, uh, it's it probably something like that could be looked at. Let um, we, have, we have to see the outcome of. We have to see the outcome of um, cities uh, here. In, yeah, um, exactly. Although know, all the Premier League teams are are against that. Uh, I think I actually think Sheffield United bizarrely enough were the only team who didn't vote uh, City out of the Champions League next season which yeah. is quite interesting considering where they are uh, yeah. the top 10 teams uh, that everyone else lodged an appeal uh, look obviously health and safety is the most important for a selfish reason like I'd much rather see the Premier League back uh, I think a lot of things uh, things that people don't take into consideration they only take the football and that's but realistically it's more of a business than it is these days and a lot of people's contracts run out in June um, what happens then if the Premier runs into June do people, be, do people play in June uh, out of contract do they extend everyone's contract by a month uh, and then you know so many clubs in England might actually go under if the season doesn't continue as well so imagine they're, it, they're, they're, they might implement some sort of um, emergency extension on contracts if it is the case yeah, it's one of those things. But uh, these footballers uh, are paid so much money that they probably have these like ironclad contracts that like this like extension doesn't just just doesn't uh, carry on forward. But look, here, here, Ross, in, sorry, Ross, sorry, here's a curveball. What happens if some of the players are out of contract at the end of the season and they're like, I don't want to stay. I can go somewhere else. Mm. It's very much a possibility. Um, do Man United have anyone out of contract at the end of the season? 
Pogba is next season, I think. Pogba yeah. is, he runs out of contract. I don't think so. Not to know the yeah, well, none, no, yeah, no major. Back. So, look, it's one of those things. I think Willian's out of contract maybe at the end of the season uh, over Chelsea. What about Alderweireld? Um, no, he's on a new five-year deal. I think he's their captain now. Is it Vertonghen? He now? might be. I don't know. I think, uh, I think he, he's off as uh, Christian Eriksen's missed still. I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That fizzled out. That didn't. That they they um they kept that fairly well on the wraps, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah, not the Jack Grealish crashing his car though. Oh my God! Well, another I mean, man linked to United. What do you make of that? All? Yeah, I think it's 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 non it's nonsensical and it's comical at the same time. The fact that he had posted out a video telling people to stay at home. Five hours before he he went, mm. did that and potentially ruined his career. Um, oh, it's baffling. You know what? The best if, if, you're, if you're gonna fuck up, it's one of the best times to ever fuck up because like people actually just forget about it because everything else is going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but would you take my United? Oh, for the play, yeah. He he he's he's a, he. Like he's a player that never switches off, but if he has, if if there are problems, you know, off the pitch, then maybe no. But but like consistently, like he is, he plays, he plays well every game. He carries that Villa team, you know. If, if, he has he has shit around him. Absolutely. I will, I will say this though, Al. I think he does play very very well week in week out, and the only time he ever gets in trouble. Is on his downtime. He's almost like John Jones of the UFC. If you yeah. keep him like always booked in a fight, he'll be on his best behavior. You give him any yeah. time off, and you know what I mean? He's in the strip clubs, he's in the nightclubs, he's doing whatever sort of drugs he can get his hands on. You know what I mean? John Jones, just... John Jones is the biggest idiot in sport. Like, he is an idiot. <laughs> no disagreement here. No disagreement here at all. Also, that's very much. Jack Riddish is actually from Birmingham as well, so he's around yeah. his like, schoolmates. So maybe if you took him out of that situation, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I just give my two cents? Of what I think will happen as well. I think. Well, I think Solskjaer would would kind of um, discipline him as well, even if he didn't do that. You know, Solskjaer can kind of he can see the you know you see what he's doing with Lingard. He's completely taken Lingard out of the squad. You know. Well, he deserves it to be honest. He does trigger and and. He's been extremely frustrating. Um, I do kind of feel sorry for him because I, I think it's it's come to light now that he's simply not good enough to play for Man United. Um, and he didn't do himself any favours. I mean, he had a great season under Jose Mourinho in 17, 18, and then he went to the World Cup and he had a decent World Cup as well. I think he was playing, mid, he was playing central midfield for England in the World Cup. Yeah. And then everything outside, off the pitch, just went to his head. Uh, oh, I may as well release a clothing label. Oh, like, the week of the Liverpool game. The week of the Liverpool game, he had the launch of his of his new clothing label. Yeah. And there he is with, he's brought out a few of the squad players along. Hey, Lings. Oh, <laughs> and, and it ruined them. It, yeah. it ruined them. He played better when you know one thing I don't understand. He played better when Pogba was there, though, as well. Yeah, he did. But, Pop, like, that's another, you know, what frustrates me about Pogba is... Not so much him, it's the people around him and the fact that he, he's not doing anything about, you know, shutting up the people around him. 
like his his brothers constantly on TV saying, you know, I, I've spoken to him. Yeah, he wants to go to Real Madrid and his agent, Paul, Paul can do whatever he wants. Paul has the freedom to do this. Paul can do that. Paul Pogba is not owned by Manchester United. No, he's not owned by Manchester United, but he's under contract at Manchester United and he's an employee of that football club. So, yes, he should be playing week in, week out. Uh, his injuries as well, I, I don't know, he's had some... He's had some pretty nasty injuries this season, but I don't, you don't, like, we don't know the full extent of them. What, yeah. what came about, you know, Solskjaer was to blame as well, playing him in the Rochdale game. Um, I think that was a bit of a silly decision from, on his part. But Pogba is just, listen, if you criticise him, you're, you're saying, oh, you're, you're obsessed with him, you're this and that, you shouldn't be saying this about him. He's, you know, he gives all to the team. There's, there's a divide between United fans when it comes to Pogba. Yeah. You know, and people will call if 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 we slightly criticise him, we're put in there, we're categorised up with Graham Souness. You know, that's it's it's simple. It's not the case as that like that. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, everyone in the Premier League wants to see Pogba perform at a high level, so people can enjoy his quality. You know, and he's just letting everyone down at the moment. Uh, I think ability wise, he is one of the best. Ability wise, he's probably the best midfielder on the planet. Ability wise, he's not the best midfielder on the planet because he's not consistent. Exactly, he's yeah. never consistent. But my God, when he turns it on, he turns it on like the stuff that he does. I've, you know, I've never seen a midfielder do. Um, I think the comeback against Man City was something else. Incredible. But that's two years ago now, Ross. You know? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not sick enough for him because I don't believe the injuries because. I'm like, where is he getting them? And he's online shooting basketball and stuff like that. I feel like he really doesn't have no favours whatsoever. And you know what? Like, at one stage, I was like, maybe if you gave him the captain's armband, he'd, uh, yeah. like, take on leadership bro. Yeah. It, it sounds like, from what I've seen, it looks like he's more interested in doing dance moves in the change room with Jay Lings than he is uh, trying to win trophies and change the club. Look at Bruno Fernandes come in. Absolute leader. Turn the, turn the club on its head. Yeah. Just on the pitch gives us all. I think he's been like man the match in every game he's played since he's come here. I'm looking for that from Pogba. One player a month in his first month. Yeah. I think the, the last two months, I think for, was it for, for February and March? Or I don't know. He got, I know we only played a few games in March, but he got March mm. player of the month um, for United. But yeah, he is unbelievable. Like, I, I think you're Premier League player of the month, Al. He got Premier League player. Yeah, Premier yeah. yeah, I think I think only him, Zlatan, and someone else has got Premier League player of the month since Ferguson left. You know that? Amazing. And my, my brother said it about him. My brother said like, my brother's a, a lifelong Man United fan, and he said it's like he saw Cantona when he came to United from Leeds. He said it's like when Cantona arrived. This guy is having that that kind of same effect on the team, you know, he's making everything click, you know, and I, what, 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 was, what was frustrating about Fernandez coming in is the fact that he couldn't play with, with Rashford, because, mm. my God, that link-up, I'm, I'm salivating for that, for that link-up play between them two, because that, that could potentially be special and devastating for, for other Premier League defences, you know. Who do you, you, you say is the best midfielder in the Premier League this year, or in general? And uh, the best midfielder in the Premier League. You as well, Ross. 
De Bruyne, I'd say. I'd say De Bruyne. Yeah. 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 I would I'd say De Bruyne. I'd actually I'd agree. I was just wondering if you'd say Henderson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, before, just before we wrap up the Premier League, uh, I, I actually don't think they're going to be able to fit it, fit it, like finish it out this season. I think it's unfortunate mm. for Liverpool because they do deserve the title. But like, I yeah. don't think they, they, they won't want it just to be handed to them either. So it's just that's just they've been incredible, and yeah. I think it's like you know. Also, we're in an empty stadium, is shy. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. And, and like I'll admit, as a, as a United fan, like the Liverpool fans are in, incredible when things are going for like when like the Champions League nights in Anfield, like they're they're, they're unstoppable, you know, and they, and the way they get behind the team, and the fact that like. You know they could potentially be given the, the Premier League trophy in an empty stadium. It, it's it's crazy. Like after thirty years, um, yeah. but look, the, the main focus is like Liverpool have, have won the league in in all of our opinions here. And um, the main focus is to stop them from winning uh, number twenty and equaling us because we need mm. to progress forward. You know. Exactly. Absolutely, and before before we finish with football, uh, Barry and Al, uh, your mate Al Rio Ferdinand said it looks like United might go for Harry Kane and Jaden Sancho in the summer. What would you think if we signed those two? And do you think there's actually room for Kane in that strike force at the moment? Well, um, it's a shame that we we didn't get to see much of of a Gallo towards the end of the season because he he, he was perfectly slotting into that kind of deputy position. Um, you know, the, the number two kind of behind Martial. Uh, if you bring in, I don't know, does it? I mean, Harry Kane is possibly, probably is possibly the best striker in the Premier League with, with Aguero. Um, does it hinder Martial's progress? You know, every time we've, we've brought in a striker um, under Ayari. <laughs> um, Every time we brought in a striker, you know, it's like Zlatan. We brought him in, Martial, like his, his progress was hindered. We brought in Lukaku, Martial left behind again. So it could be the same thing. And Martial's starting to really play well for us in that number nine position. So I don't know. Um, and like Rashford is, is playing on the left. And then if you bring Sancho in, he's playing on the right. So where does it leave Martial? You know? Yeah. What do you think, Barry? I don't think it's going to happen. I think the, the possibility of Rashford, Martial and Sancho uh, up front with all that pace is just so much better than like Harry Kane, who's just a bit slower, mm. you know? He slows them down, I think. Yeah, it's that hand style. In fair, I think once, once, oh, of course. But I think once Harry Kane said he wants to leave Spurs, which he's very much hinged that's in, he wants to go and win some trophies somewhere. Yeah. Man United was always going to be the first link. I actually see better chance of him going to City and replacing Aguero. Great show. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. I think Great that's a I think that's the show of the show. Yeah. Uh, I think with that, we should probably move on to WrestleMania, if that's right with you, lads. What? Lonely. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, WrestleMania 36 goes down this weekend. Uh, it goes down on Saturday night and Sunday night. Uh, for people that don't know, Al is a massive connoisseur of WWE. All things WWE. Al, can you explain to us exactly why it's going down on two nights and what's the situation? Because obviously the coronavirus is going down. Uh, is there going to, there's going to be no fans. So uh, you take it away, Al. Yeah, well, it's been like this for the last three weeks. They've had Raw and SmackDown um, taped. 
in the uh, performance center in Tampa, Florida, or Tampa, sorry, no, it's not Tampa, it's Orlando, Florida. Um, and there's been no fans. Um, it's what, what's that taken, been like? Now? It's what's it going to be like? No, what, what has that been like so far with no fans? Um, it's actually the, the wrestlers are delivering better promos than they would in front of the fans, surprisingly. Um, and I think that's the fact that the pressure is off them, that they're not performing in front of a live audience. Because Raw and SmackDown is they're, they're, it's live on Monday night, and SmackDown is now live on Friday night since October. Um, so yeah, it kind of does take the the pressure off them in that situation, and they can deliver better promos and they can essentially uh, improve their acting skills. Uh, it's just so weird watching the matches. Um, it's just strange. Like Stone Cold was. Um, I think he was at one of the first, the first shows in the performance center, and he said, "Give me a hell yeah," and there was no, <laughs> said, "Give me a hell yeah," and he was like that, going out towards the crowd like Hulk Hogan, you know. And it was just, it was, it was hilarious, and he obviously intentionally meant to, meant to do that. But um, yeah, it's strange, and I think because I look for like this, this, this week usually, you know, the week the. The week of WrestleMania, I'm buzzing. Like, I went to WrestleMania in 2018, and it was an amazing experience. And, and it's a week-long thing. And it's kind of taken the steam out of everything. Um, you know, there's no Hall of Fame ceremony on the, on the Friday night. And there's, there's usually an NXT show as well the night before WrestleMania. That's not happening. So they've kind of moved it to... Saturday and Sunday, which I think is a very good idea because there's 16 matches on the card. Yeah, Ross so. explained earlier that uh, last year the, the show was on for about eight or nine hours and people would complain that it was on so long. So therefore, cutting long. In, so therefore they have to cut it into two days this mm. time around. But uh, what's going to be the difference between Saturday night and Sunday night? Uh, yeah, I've just looked up the predicted match cards. They're, they're not giving us what, they're not telling us what match cards are on each night. They're kind of surprising us. Um, the main event on Saturday night is actually going to be our very own Becky Lynch going up against uh, Shayna Baszler. He's remembered two years in a row now. Yeah, yeah, that's for the Raw Women's Championship. That's for the Raw Women's Championship. And Goldberg was meant to be going up against Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns has pulled out because he's actually he's immunocompromised. Um, he had a he he had leukemia last year, so he's pulled out for for those reasons which are extremely valid and completely understandable. Um, and it was a match that a lot of people were looking forward to that match, but, you know, you can't blame the man whatsoever. Does, does that mean we're going to see Shane O'Mac? No Shane O'Mac on, on the card, no. Braun Strowman is going up against Goldberg now. Um, was he not scheduled to fight someone else? I think he was, but now he's kind of... It's, it's, they've, changed, they've chopped and changed matches. Could that just go Triple H to wrestle him? No. Would that not just be like? No, no Triple H. Why? I don't know. I d- um, no, I'm not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying, like, is that what's happened? I'm saying, should they have not done that? Because would that not be like a massive match, Triple H versus Goldberg, no? It would have been a big match, yeah. But it would have been for the belt. And Triple H winning the belt, because he's, a, he's now a corporate figurehead in that company, like, in the storylines and outside of the storylines, it wouldn't have made sense. They need someone. They need someone young to come in and kind of beat Goldberg. Like 
the, how Goldberg won the belt was just ridiculous. He won it in Saudi Arabia last year, last month, um, against the, the fiend Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has this new gimmick. He's the fiend, and yeah. he wears a mask, and it's it's very much. He brings an Undertaker vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. To be mm. And he, you know, I want to see the fiend character fight the Finn Balor character, the demon. Like that's what I want. That's a match made in heaven, and like <laughs> that's that's what people want to see. But I think people have, are kind of getting sick of the nostalgia now with with wrestling. They're getting sick of oh, going to bring back Undertaker. Oh, I'm going to bring back Goldberg. Oh, we'll bring back Triple H. We'll bring back DX. Bring back everyone. You know, they're Hulk Hogan. Bring back Hulk Hogan. Like it's just. <laughs> um, it's not shocking that like. You have your Roman Reigns and you have uh, Braun Strowman and you have who else? Aiden Shaw's fighting the Undertaker this year. Yeah, these guys and they're there all year round. And then like next thing you know, bringing Goldberg and the Undertaker for WrestleMania. Like and like Cena. Cena is now part time too. You know the fans have ruined Cena for years, saying he sucks. He shouldn't be. He's he's a paper champion. He's the corporate champion. Vince loves him. And now all of a sudden when Cena goes away for a good nine months, they're like, oh, I want John Cena back. I miss him so much. You know? They love to it's hate crazy. Like. He, he's fighting Bray Wyatt this time around, isn't he? I, yeah. I hope Bray Wyatt wins because like, he's interesting. Although I think I preferred him when like, he was the cult leader. But like, I think they made him always lose when they probably should have made him always win. Yeah. They should have. Well, they should have. They... they um, they should have given him an, un- an Undertaker-style kind of streak. Not, not, mm-hmm. not so much WrestleMania, but some sort of, so, some sort of thing. Like, they need to, you know, the problem... Yeah, but when, he, when, he, when, when, he had, when he had his, like, Wyatt family thing, and he had the two big beard guys, and, like, they looked unstoppable. And I was like, I was like he should walk around and just be yeah. able to batter everyone for, like, at he least a year. <laughs> Put the charger in. It's just no gone. worries. That's all right. I don't want to cut off. But uh, I, I just look wrestling now. I'm sure, like, winning and losing doesn't seem to really matter anymore. If you know what I mean, you can win one event and then you lose the next event, and it's not really the same, same, you know, gravitas. You know what I mean? And once yeah. they broke the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, it's a bit like that was the, like the final straw of like what matters when you win or lose. Well, that was amazing. Um, and shocking as well. Um, yeah. the, the fans' reactions after that. Oh, it was ama- but when you look at it, like there's no other kind of per- no other wrestler on that roster who could legitimately beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, other than Brock Lesnar. Like it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You look back at it now, and like he is, he's the perfect choice. I actually watched um, a documentary on Brock Lesnar. The recently, it's about him when he was in the ruthless aggression era, and when he started off. I think like three months into being into the com- in, into like coming into the company, he becomes the champion at the age of twenty four, and like it's just like it takes guys like ten years to get to the top. It took him three months. Yeah, but when you have your when your traps are that big, like nothing else matters. Yeah, the only way was up for him. But he's such an he's such an introvert, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but yeah, but he, he gets Paul Heyman to the microphone and it works perfectly because he's the best at it in the entire game. Oh, he is. I think it's hilarious um, hearing Brock on the mic with his voice. You know, I think he's 
But the thing about Brock is he just doesn't give it. He just doesn't care about anything. Sure, he does yeah. not care. No, he doesn't. He's fighting Shows for the championship him. versus Drew McIntyre as well. Yeah, and Drew McIntyre is this guy he went, is. He won the Royal Rumble. Deal. He won the Royal Rumble. He's the real deal. He's uh, Glaswegian. Yeah, Glaswegian. Yeah. Do you want to hear my comment this out? Yes. Paul Heyman does the flip on this one. And he goes through McIntyre. I think, I, 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 think, I think that's what happens. And McIntyre yeah. wins. It'd be great to see Paul Heyman do that. I remember he did it um, with Brock Lesnar years ago with the big show. He turned on him and, and joined forces with the big show. Because um, he was terrible on the mic as well, the big show, wasn't he? he like, no one was like, oh, give the mic to the big show. Terrible, but he was, the be- he was one of the best big men. He was one of the best big men in the company, you know? Um, yeah, but again, you have to you have to make it believable. That someone could be Brock Lesnar and yeah. like, sorry, oh, the Big Show could be the the match the match of the the match of the night the match of the of the weekend for me. The one to look out for is Edge versus Randy Orton in a Last Man Standing match. Edge yeah, when I saw when I saw this, all I was like, what is it? 2006. Oh, Edge <laughs> came back um, at the Royal Rumble, and it was amazing. Like it was just the fact that. He was told he could never wrestle again. Was it his back or his neck? It was his neck, yeah. He had serious neck problems from, from the year 2002. Um, and it just it kept on coming back at him, kept on coming back. And he had to eventually retire in 2011 at his peak. So oh, he, first, that, that trended worldwide when he came back. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. It was just like he he's got great, been, great, great music as well coming out, which I always think is like important. Great. He's in phenomenal shape. Um, he's actually improved as well on, on on the mic. He was always good on the mic anyway, but I think he's gone away. He did. A, he, he obviously when you're when you retire in wrestling, you, you go away and you do a bit of acting like mm. Batista, and obviously Dwayne Johnson is the prime example of that. Um, but he's actually gotten better at, at his at his promos. Um, but Randy Orton as well is the bad guy in this whole situation, and he's playing he's playing a blinder, you know. Right? Does he ever play the good guy? No, he's so good at being the bad guy and being vicious, you know. Uh, Al, Al, who who do you have a feeling in your in the gut of your in your gut? Who do you think might make an appearance? Oh God! <laughs> is it a waste of an appearance, Al? when there's no crowd because normally like no. I remember the Hardy Boys came back one year and the whole crowd went nuts they were like nuts. oh my god Matt and Jeff and now it's like when you make the surprise return out no, no applause is that is it a waste of an appearance yeah I think the fact that Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble and he is kind of the, 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 the kind of the most legitimate threat to Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar has just steamrolled through the whole uh, roster since since he came back in 2012, and Drew McIntyre is going to come along, and you know people people really are getting behind him. And Brock Lesnar apparently really likes him backstage. Brock Lesnar thinks he's 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 the guy I want. I want I want to put him over. You know I want him to be the you know essentially no pun intended the next big thing. Um, so the fact he's almost like the 2020 Triple H, isn't he? Yeah, but he's there's a bit of a the the build he's, kind of, he's kind of a, he's like he's like he's like uh, Kevin Nash Diesel back in the nineties. You know, he has that vibe about him as well. He's a uh, he, he's like a sight to behold. Anyway, he's like he's absolute physical specimen. Monster, 
There's no chance of uh, Batista coming back, is there? Like he's obviously making moves. Batista's now. finished. No, Batista's finished. Um, Batista was actually meant to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was the Hall of Fame headliner, uh, along with the NWO. We're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. Um, so yeah. It's, well, they all will, will that just be moved next year? Then they'll just have like even more people in the Hall of Fame. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, uh, next year's WrestleMania will, will hopefully be a special one. It's in the SoFi Stadium, the LA Rams new stadium in Los Angeles. Well, um, tell, tell us this. Um, obviously, like for such a small island being Ireland, uh, we've really like held our own on the wrestling team. We have Seamus, Finn Balor, Jordan Devlin, Becky Lynch, and Killian Dane. Yeah, so we have like five wrestlers in the WWE, which is like very impressive for the size yeah. of uh, Ireland. Bar Becky Lynch, who's headlining on Saturday night, are any of the other guys competing in WrestleMania this year? Finn Balor's not competing, and it's it's a it's a crime, a crime that he's not competing because uh, he's one uh, of the best. He's one of the and, and I'm, you know I, I know Fergal well, and I think he's he's one of the nicest guys you could meet. Um, when we were in WrestleMania two years ago, he brought us backstage and everything, and like he is, <clears throat> he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's, he can put on a show. Hold on. Could he not come out and fight Goldberg? Because wasn't he the first Universal Champion of all time? Yeah. He can win it. If he came out and beat Goldberg as the demon, that's the booking you want. That's solid booking right there. Ross, you need, Ross, you need a job now like for this. Well, I, I, well, like, oh, well in, fairness, in fairness, I'd be terrible at doing that because I'd just pick all the Irish guys to be the champions. He's great to pick a fight for the fighters we have on the show as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but in fairness, you, you know what I think that went wrong with The Undertaker, right? And I've always said this. You know that The Undertaker lost Brock Lesnar and he lost Roman Reigns? Mm. He should come out and there should have been like a triple threat between those two and then The Undertaker somehow won the triple threat between the two of them and then like he avenged his two losses of a streak and then like he walked away. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that's the way I would end the Undertaker's career and be like, right, good luck. Now he's right, doing this well. this boneyard match. Like, what the hell's a boneyard yeah, against, match? Like against AJ Styles, yeah. Um, I think the Undertaker has brought back the American badass gimmick. So we're going to see him on the motorbike. He he's been very the slow, monotone voice is kind of it's it's disappearing a little bit. He's if you watch his, his recent promo, that's the, way, that's the way he kind of spoke back in the mid-2000s when he, when he rode down on that motorcycle, you know, every, every, every Monday night on Raw. So I think he's brought back the American Badass gimmick for this feud, which would be interesting. Mm. But like, then again, if he comes out on the bike, you know, to a to no crowd... Yeah. Because I thought I, when I when we when we were at WrestleMania and he went up against John Cena, um, two years ago, there was lots of rumors that he was going to come back as the American Badass. And me and my mate Greg were like, "Oh Jesus! Imagine he comes out in the motorcycle! Imagine the crowd going mental!" Limp Bizkit roll up. Limp Bizkit keep rolling, rolling. <laughs> Fred Durst comes out oh. as well. <laughs> you know, he's Fred, Durst, Fred Durst on the back of the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, who's your who's your favorite ever wrestler as well? By the way, well, there's two. Oh, 
Well, there's, there's two types. There's the entertainer. So the entertainer would be Stone Cold Steve Austin for me. He was the reason why I, I got into acting. <clears throat> and overall wrestler, I loved, I just loved Kurt Angle. I loved watching Kurt Angle. I thought he was, the fact that he brought the, the kind of the shoot style amateur background into professional wrestling. Yeah. He, 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 and like he seamlessly, um, kind of, he, he seamlessly came into the professional scene in the space of a year. And he was flawless, you know. He seems a great, like, great guy. Behind what about him. you, Basmo? Who's your favorite? I always loved the Rock man, and then like Austin was always beating him, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> in first, for me, it was as you say, Al. In terms of entertainment value, I was like, yeah, oh, Rock and Chris Jericho. I was like, I was like, they're the two most entertaining oh, of all time. Chris Jericho uh, and then turning up in AEW. I actually saw. I actually saw he did like. Uh, a chat in an empty ring with Matt Hardy the other day, but Matt Hardy was getting beaten up by Randy Orton the other day. I was like, I was like, uh, <laughs> is Matt Hardy like a free agent? Is just roaming around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was that was I think that was about a month and a half ago, and then Matt Hardy made the move to AEW. This is going to be like this is like WCW days are back again. You know, these guys are going to be competing with WWE seriously. It's good to have a bit of Chris Jericho's Chris Jericho's a good name to have, no, to be like your headline guy. Massively, Definitely. he was their champion. Definitely, yeah. yeah well, like he's he's probably the best talker on the mic since. Well, obviously he, between him and the Rock, like mm. I think they're the two best of all time. CM Punk was great, but he's a stubborn prick. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to go with AEW? Yeah, well, like, no. Oh. He has he has he has no interest in professional wrestling. Gotcha. First, though, what's called? I think him after losing the UFC, or uh, like. I have no interest in them anymore. You know what I mean? Like, as a, like the facade is gone. You know what I mean? It kind of has, and, and like he's ruined it for people as well. Like he, fans who kind of ask him off oh, to come back, or politely, even politely ask him to come back, he kind of tells them to fuck off. Like it's he's a bit of a, he's a bit of an ass. Um, and I, but but I'll never forget 2011. The it's the summer of punk they called it when he kind of came onto the scene and he. He um he came out and second probably probably did the best promo of all time. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure loads of people agree with you. But Al, come here, just for wrap things up, right? Um, what are the main fights we should look out for on WrestleMania this weekend? And also, what do you have yeah. planned next going into the future? Okay, well, uh, I'll talk about future. For, <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's there's a few bits. There was obviously there was a couple of things with the Euros, um. That's obviously been postponed, so that that'll be next year. Um, I have a couple of gigs coming up. Um, I'm just creating content, lads. That's that's all I'm doing. I'm creating a bit of content from home. Everything, as you know, is at a bit of stand at a standstill with everybody. You know, yeah. um, I'm on TV two in Norway on Sunday though, as as Louis Van Gaal. <laughs> I speak. They're a special on Louis Van Gaal to speak to him. So I look forward to that. It should be uh, very interesting. So that's, that's me. There's a few bits popping up, you know. Um, Norway is a great market, obviously, for the Premier League. It's probably, Norway is probably the best market in Europe outside of the UK and Ireland for the Premier League. Um, they, they their coverage over there is is phenomenal. Like, 
Nice. And what about the big matches for WrestleMania? Yeah. Which ones are you looking out for? Bar Edge yeah. Norton. You said that one. Give us, give us three more. Yeah. Uh, okay. Edge Orton, last man standing. All right. Tell us who's winning. Tell us who's winning as well. Uh, I think Edge is winning. Got to have Edge win on his comeback. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Even without a crowd, it's going to be that's going to be a blockbuster match. Two. Two absolute alphas going up against each other. Two big guys who are who are surprisingly very agile as well. So they'll they'll bring they'll bring um, that kind of entertainment element to that match, which I look forward to. And Brock, but you know when Brock turns it on in a match, when Brock takes bumps in a match, you know he's he's phenomenal. You know he does flips and everything. He's he's the best in the business for that. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. That's going to be a very good match too. Two of the two of essentially the top guys in the current roster going up against each other. Um, Who's winning that one? Uh, I think Kevin Owens. I think Drew McIntyre is Drew, Drew McIntyre is beating Brock Lesnar. I pick Kevin Owens as well because I met him in the airport one time. And me and him have a similar beard at the moment, so. I'm like, <laughs> 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 and then Russell, your show as well for uh, Paul Heyman to uh, cross over. Oh yeah, I'm thinking Drew McIntyre as yeah. well. Good show. Yeah, I, 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 that, that, I also think um, the Drew McIntyre finisher, the the run like drop kick. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that seems to be like a very good finisher, as in like that's his, very over. That's what they say, isn't it? Yeah. Very over, as in like once you hit that, like that's it. It's been yeah. like um, Goldberg spear. If you know what I mean, once once he hits that, it's, it's game over. One hundred percent. Yeah, that that Claymore kick is. It's class looking, and when he does the kip up, he does the Shawn Michaels kip up. It, oh, do he? It's, oh, I haven't seen him do that. But Becky versus Shayna would be. You got you got to look at the women as well. There's two there's two great women's matches. There's Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, and Becky versus Shayna. Uh, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship, and Becky versus Shayna for the Raw Women's Championship. That there'll be two great matches as well. Yeah. Is there any talk of uh, Ron Rousey coming back to, to uh, take down Becky Lynch? Because her and Shayna Baszler are best friends, like like real life best friends, not just like you know Edge and Christian. But and the they're Ross, actually best friends. Well, Ross, I I was I completely thought that was going to happen um, in the lead up to the WrestleMania in in Tampa, Florida, in uh, the Raymond James Stadium, because if you want someone like Ronda Rousey to come back. You bring her back in that kind of setting mm. in front of 75,000 plus fans. I don't think that's going to be the case now. I think they're going to save Ronda Rousey to come back for SummerSlam when they can find, possibly at that point, you can start performing in front of live crowds. Um, or maybe do a four, four horsewomen thing. That's the thing, isn't it? WWE four horsewomen versus the MA four horsewomen. Would be something for WrestleMania next year, I think. Or Survivor Series would be good, wouldn't it? Survivor I don't know what Survivor Series is. Four on four. Elimination match would be great. And you're left with Becky Lynch and Ron Rousey again. Yeah. Charlotte, I don't know when Survivor Series yeah. is. Charlotte, Charlotte will be the sole survivor, I'm telling you. She's yeah. the gold. She's the Triple H of that company. Well, fair, she's Rick Fair's daughter, so like, she's Rick got Fair's the lineage. Yeah, it's in her blood. She's, not, she's a great wrestler as well, guys. Yeah, well, look, she's holding her own. She's mm. the headline paid views, so like fair play to her. She's not. She's well, not as good as her dad, though, on the microphone. 
Yeah, but who is? Who is <laughs> The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. But uh, Al, thanks very much for all your time. Uh, one of my favourite shows of the year to always do is the annual Al Foran WrestleMania show. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a different one this year. But I'll, I actually think it's quite funny because this uh, WrestleMania could be sort of on paper one of the worst WrestleManias ever, but it actually could be one of the most viewed WrestleManias of all time because no yeah. one has anything else to do. It's the most interesting WrestleMania of all time. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like, what the hell? You know, because there's always this surprise element with WrestleMania before it comes on. You're like, oh, I wonder what the set's going to look like in the stadium. How are they going to, you know, it's, they, they just go all out with WrestleMania. And now you wonder, like, what's it going to look like in, you know, a warehouse, <laughs> essentially, you know? Nah, there's not. But look, the, the, such, such is the way with the world at the minute that it's necessary and, you know. Yeah, well, well, they do the pyrotechnics still. Can we get that done? I don't know. They could do pyrotechnics outside the performance center. I reckon, I reckon they will do that. I reckon there will be a fireworks display outside of the performance center and then... Right, well, well, there you have it. Uh, uh, Baz, anything to add in there? Baz, this is a good crack. Uh, I'm obviously, <laughs> next time I'm going to have to either have a baby or, like, abduct a baby. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, lads, it's always brilliant talking about... Uh, first of all, following your stuff has been absolutely great crack. Like, you know what I mean? You're absolutely killing that. I'm very proud of you. Uh, second of all, the football, Thanks. like, hopefully it does come back, but it will come back at some stage. And then, uh, man, WrestleMania is going to be some crack this weekend. Yeah. It's the only thing we can watch, lads. There's no football. There's no golf. There's no rugby. There's, you know, it's WrestleMania. I think WWE we are putting on, on, on Fox for free as well. You know that? Oh, are they? I think so. Yeah, I think I think there's like, oh, here, like, I think they gave away their network for free as well at the moment. Everyone. Yeah, I have their network. I have. Are you paying for it? I'm paying for it, but I think the month of April is free. Oh, grand. Well, make sure, make sure you're not being charged. Yeah. Make sure you take down uh, Al's tips as well and see if you can get yeah. my paddy power to see if you can get them and see what odds you get. But, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> if, uh, everyone, make sure you follow Al's stuff because he's absolutely killing online. His impressions are just uh, one of the best I've ever seen. Ross can, Ross can definitely agree with that. Uh, make sure to like the show, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs> <laughs>